1: Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am zestfully inviting you to listen to our show today. We're going to be talking with my special guest, Bruce Starr. Now, Bruce is a relationship coach who has been on a 48-year study on several different philosophies in life, having many of the top love experts and relationship experts as his teachers and mentors. He is an internationally known professional speaker, television, and radio talk show host and producer. So, for 10 years, from 1993 2003 he was the first love coach on AOL having had over 6,000 detailed and documented discussions from people all around the country he took what he learned about those relationships and began hosting the first of many love coach relationship shows so let's welcome to our show Bruce Starr. thank you for being on today Bruce
1: Oh, Linda, it's uh, great to be on the show with you again. I love the shows that we've done in the past. And now we get to spread and share more great information. I'm so excited because we get to do this for men on your show. Very excited about that.
2: Awesome, well we're, we're all happy to have you here today By the way, to my listening audience You can call in with a love topic I think uh, Bruce wants to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day It's coming up, only about two weeks away I know some of you hate it, some of you love it <laughs> We're going to get into the pros and cons of all that And maybe Bruce will change your mind about how you feel about this holiday So anyway, you can call in 323 642 677-323-642-1677 or you can hop on to the chat line. If you're listening live, we're right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, let's get right into it, shall we? So, Bruce, I'm sure you know there's a, there's a lot of haters out there with the Valentine's Day. They say it's, you know, overpriced. It's this fake made-up holiday. Uh, guys are put on the hot seat to produce bigger and better events than the year before. You know, what's your position on Valentine? I mean, I guess if you're a lover, you actually look forward to it. So many men have been burned, and they're kind of not in that situation.
1: Well, I'll tell you how I look at it, and it's a little different than what you just presented. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that every single day, it doesn't take a special day, it doesn't take one special day, every single day, we should be putting forth ourselves to have love in our lives. Because I truly believe that there's nothing more important than to have love, a loving relationship, a romantic, loving relationship in our lives. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't have that. I understand that. But I think that we should be doing little things every day that can bring us closer to having a great relationship.
2: I agree with you. um, But well, we'll talk a little bit more about the first book that you that you wrote that I think kind of gets into some of these topics, but I think a lot of men have been burned and they kind of like go off a cliff rather than trying to heal themselves to get to a better place in life. I just recently, yesterday, I saw the movie um, Otto with Tom Hanks. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Not yet. Um, oh my gosh, just bring the tissue box. It was such a powerful movie very subtle like not in your face but i don't know how he created so many emotional moments in the movie um but anyway he the character in the movie he was all you know typical male brain all ones and zeros he graduated in engineering and he knew how parts worked that was the love of his life, you know, until he met his girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he liked fixing cars. He, he w- you know, worked at a manufacturing plant. He liked working the big machinery, fixing things. Why did it stop? Why is it not working smoothly? Blah, blah, blah. That That's how his brain worked, right? And so the minute he met his girl, his whole world changed because yeah. all those ones and zeros didn't add up to anything. Yeah. So, he said that I brought the ones and zeros but she brought the color in my life like she filled in all the gaps and everything that I wasn't she was and I was important in her world because she was was not a one and a zero you know she was not mechanical in any way shape or form but you know, they they complemented each other. So I agree with you. If you've been burned, you know, how do you get back to that place? Maybe you had it as a teenager because you didn't have a bad experience as yet, but how do you get back to the place of you look forward to being with somebody and, like you say, You know, Valentine's is not a one-day event. You can take five seconds out of your day to smile at your partner, to laugh with your partner, to give a tender kiss or like a little pat on the back of the neck, like whatever it is. It takes five seconds. You don't need Valentine's Day. Speak to that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And you know who I really feel for? I feel for the men who really wish that they were in a relationship with a good lady. And that's why I wrote my book, Body Traders. Now that's a word. What kind of word is body traders? Well, (laughs) you know, it's not about selling people's bodies or, you know, anything like that. But uh, I wrote this book because I had my heart broken when I was in my teens. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized that, I was never the same after that. I never offered what I call my whole pie. You know, if you all, someone's walking at you with a whole apple pie, well, mm-hmm. that's the way it was for us when we were in our teens and we didn't have baggage or we didn't have anything to tell us that, you know, love was wrong or love was terrible. So we came with an, with a full pie. And some of us, didn't get rewarded. Some of us had our hearts broken. Now, the most important thing, that the reason I wrote my book, Body Traders, and it's, the second name is called, transforming back from player to lover. Mm-hmm. Because after we get our hearts broken, many of us, like I just said, never love the same way again. We hold back. We don't trust. And this is the message that I'm going to say for people that do that, that they, that they, uh, because they never offer that full pie, they that incredible relationship the same way because they're not offering their hearts 100%. So. I'm not saying it's easy to do that, but I'm saying that if you want to have something that resembled that incredible first love relationship, you have to be willing to love fully again. But the key is trust, trusting yourself. And how do you trust the other person? Well, you pick another person for good reasons, not for not such good reasons. We could talk more about that later in the show. (laughs)
2: And, you know, some of the men who've been burned – it really hasn't even, it doesn't even relate to the teenage love. It might be that they just had a horrible set of parents who were fighting all the time and nagging and, you know, backstabbing and, you know, maybe they didn't have good role models. So maybe they're somewhat broken because they're from a broken home or they're from like a non-healthy relationship because of their parents. So. Do some of your techniques help, uh, you know, heal that aspect?
1: It's all about that because uh, it's so rare that you will talk to someone and say, I had an incredible, functional, healthy upbringing. Now, they're fibbing a little bit. Everybody is. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Everybody, some of us, and I'm one of them. I had two older sisters a mother and father that loved and adored me. But that doesn't mean that my life was gonna be, you know, fantastic. It just means that we have different challenges when you do feel loved. But absolutely, if you come from a dysfunctional household, if your mother or father was an alcoholic or a drug addict, uh, or you come from a, a single family household, You have challenges that others may not have, but I'm going to offer something here, Linda, that may kind of freak out the audience a little bit, because the more I've studied this, the more I've looked into lives, the more I realize that we are much more of a powerful soul and spirit than we give ourselves credit for. And I truly believe, without a doubt, And if anybody wants to call in about this, I'm more than glad to have a discussion that we picked our parents. Oh, my. What did he just say? Oh, did he just say what I heard him say? Yes, I truly believe that we picked our parents and we picked them because we knew that we were going to learn certain lessons that we needed to learn in this lifetime. And even though it's a little bit of an unorthodox way to look at things. When you can look at things that way, you stop being the victim in everything that happens because, hey, you picked it. It's like being an (laughs) author. You you were the author of your book. You can't hate the the, the characters you wrote in. You're You're the screenplay person who wrote the screenplay. You wrote those characters in. You can't hate them. It's the same thing with life. You actually, and I know people aren't going to like this, but if they can hear what I'm saying, people that have been carrying around a big chip on their shoulder that haven't trusted, if you could turn this one thing around and realize that everything that happened to you, you need it to happen to you, for you to learn the lessons you needed to learn. I'll finish with that for now. <laughs>
2: it's interesting that you say that because when my daughter was about 4 years old, I would tell her exactly like that. Exactly that. I would say, "Thank you for picking me as yes. your parent." There you go. And I, of course, I repeated that several times during her childhood. And, <laughs> a, and she, a, of course, believed it. I said, you know what? You were flying around. There's like 40,000 parents that it could have been. And, you know, somehow or another, you swooped into my belly and you picked you me. Go. And I'm like the luckiest lotto winner on earth because you picked me.
1: There you go. It makes no. sense. It just, even though it's unorthodox and it's unconventional thinking, it makes life so much better. When yeah. you get rid of that uh i i i'm it's my uh, you know these people hurt me and i'm a victim if you can right. get rid of that victim mentality, you can become so much more of a powerful decision maker and an incredibly better mate that's for sure
2: and I agree with you there too. it takes the victimhood out of the equation because if you stop blaming the parents or stop blaming that first love, you know, as a 16 year old who, who damned you, then what are you going to do with your life? If you don't have that as a crutch, as an excuse anymore, then what? So that's the place that you need to fast forward to and take a little responsibility yourself.
1: And, and you know, I, I love the idea of, again, doing a show for men because the book Body Traders, let me just summarize it a little bit uh, when when we were sixteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty whatever it was we got a heartbroken, some of us just chose not to love the same way again, and if stereotypically a man would go for looks and sex appeal instead of putting his heart out there, and a woman, a woman would go stereotypically don't get mad at me stereotypically for security, who could mm-hmm. provide her with you know, the kind of lifestyle that she wants. In the old days, that could have been called horse trading. If you have <laughs> enough of what I want, I'll give you what I have. Well, yeah. because it involves bodies and souls, I call it body trading. And if people can realize that the there's no path to extreme happiness if you're a body trader because you're not loving others, You're going for the best deal and the best deal can change. And that's when we start feeling that we are victims and we can't trust myself. I can't trust them. So it's really uh, the book will really help so many people. And I can't wait for people to read it. If I could just tell them real quickly, the book can be found at Amazon.com. Click on books and just put my name in there, Bruce Starr and you'll be able to find Body
2: Traders. That sounds awesome. And I'm, by the way, my listening audience, I'm going to put uh, the links to uh, Bruce's website as well as the two books at the bottom. Uh, you know, uh, when the show is over, I'll put all those links so you don't have to remember anything. <laughs> but cool. if you want to, it's Body Traders transforming back from player. To lover we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we come back from the break i hope you're ready with your questions or comments to bruce again you can call us at 642 um 323-642-1677 and we are going to catch you right back after the break
3: Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we're going to be talking about Is Love in the Air?, um, we're joined by my special guest today, Bruce Starr. He's the love coach. He's been researching this topic and talking to you guys for decades. And I want to hear whether or not you're in favor of Valentine's or you you are not. He's got a book out. It's called The Body Traders: Transforming Back from player to lover. Now Bruce, you said that that transformation happens as a result of trust. So how do you trust when you've been burned?
1: The reason we get burned, Linda, and by the way, I love your the name of your book Mastering Women. I just want to talk about that for a second because yes. women love confident guys. And if they read your book and they learn how to be confident around women, that is the best way to get a woman interested in you is for them to have as much information as possible to feel good about themselves when they're with women so i congratulate you with that
2: thank you so much and i thank you for bringing that up a good portion of the book relates to how do you build confidence because that really is the number one name of the game for women. Now, of course, women will tell you otherwise. They'll say silly things like, Oh, I want a guy who makes me laugh or, Oh, I want a sensitive guy that can cry in the movies or all that is ho- happy horse shit. None of that <laughs> is in the book. It's a lie, lie, lie. Mm-hmm. So confidence is the number one thing that they want. It's a bio biological drive because back in the day, Um, In general, Mother Nature made men bigger, badder, stronger, faster than we are to protect the women and children. So if there was danger in the camp, you know, a lion or a bear came in or maybe it's a, a, a weather event like a tsunami or avalanche or fire or like whatever it is, we're looking to the men to rescue us from that dangerous situation. So those genes, that biology has not left us. So we're looking for a confident man. And I have ways in the book that simple little homework assignments that you can do to practice to build your confidence. Now, my peers who also write about dating, usually most of them are men, they teach what I call fake confidence. Fake confidence Mm -hmm. is to be boastful and Mm -hmm. arrogant. Those boastful and arrogant men, will they get will they get the deed done? Yeah, they'll get it done for a couple of months, sure. They'll get in, but it's not lasting. And they are arrogant and boastful because of fear.
3: Cuz mm-hmm. if they had
2: the confidence for real, they wouldn't have to go there right? Because Absolutely. the way that I teach the confidence, you're going to build it in your gut. In fact, I say don't practice with the women. You have, to, you have to have the confidence before you even show up in the room, right? So how do you get that confidence? Well, you get it because of your job. You excel at a particular aspect of your job. Some people get it from their passion, their hobby, like whatever it is whatever floats your boat, Try to practice that at least one hour a week, you know, whether it's your golf swing or your basketball game or your computer IT skills or changing tires or whatever it is. And in fact, if you can practice it more than that, like one hour a day instead of one hours a week, they say that to become an expert at something, you need 10,000 hours under your belt. So you'll get there a lot faster, obviously, if you practice one hour a day at the thing that you love already and the thing that you're good at. And that's what translates to the women. So when you walk in a room, you already stand tall, you already have that confidence.
1: And that's such a great idea because if you spend one hour a day being positive, learning about yourself, learning about the world, it's one less hour a day you're spending in doubt and fear in worry. So look at the way you can change the balance in your life with that one hour you talked about. It goes from being worried and upset that you're not in a relationship Forget that now and replace it with one hour of feeling good about yourself and feeling confident. Absolutely a spectacular idea. And also, I love what you said about the biology of, of mankind, because it's not just for... Fifty years or a hundred years, the way you said it was, it's been thousands of years. I I bring up Fred Flintstone. (laughs) Right? You have Fred Flintstone and Wilma. Well, look at the way their relationship was. Wilma wasn't out working. She was she was at home, happy with Betty, and they were taking care of the home. The home was good. They had a dog. They had a baby. They were making sure life worked great. And let the husband go out there and lift granite and lift rocks. Let him go out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Our world has changed, unfortunately. You know, yep. it's – and you know, it's uh, – I hate to say this. I don't want to really get into politics, but it's by design. I mean – Yes, it they, is. they told the women, they sold them a bill of goods. Yes, you go, yes. girl. You be yes. strong. You be independent. Right on. Uh, guess how far that gets you. Nowhere. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, men don't want to go to be, to bed with another man. They no. don't want you to be, you know, the – the bully and the arrogant and the confident, you know, it, that's all well and good for business and business yes. is required. Yes. But I personally had to learn that lesson myself to turn that stuff off, turn yes. the alpha male off at 6 PM. So when I come home, uh, not that, not to say I'm demure, but I come home and I just relish in being, you know, getting into that softer side of me. So for business, it's okay, but you can't have that 24 seven because it's a turnoff to most men. I mean,
1: absolutely. I don't want to be tell me, thing.
2: right? I mean, if, uh, if she's, more, if she's more aggressive than you, it's like, ooh, you're like going to bed with another guy or something. It's weird. And,
1: and uh, I bet you know, Pat Allen, because uh, when I was yeah, out in yeah. LA, the hypnotist. So, well, no, Pat, no, no, Pat Allen's the relationship coach. She's, oh,
2: she wrote the yes. book,
1: Uh, getting to, I do. Well, she would tell you that even though the way things have changed, women have gotten what what, what you're talking about. Women have gotten a lot more masculine and aggressive and assertive. And Linda, when I was out in Los Angeles, I was so ill at ease because I came from the East coast where I was the old fashioned pursuer, the aggressive one, ask a girl out. That didn't work out in LA and it shocked me mm-hmm. and, t- and and I just stopped being aggressive and assertive with ladies and I had to wait for someone to approach me to go out on a date. It just doesn't work. Dr. Pat Allen would say the only way it works is a, a masculine assertive male with a feminine receptive female. You can't have two masculine people like you said in bed together. And if you have two feminine receptive people, nobody knows what to do, when to do it, where to do it, or how to do
2: it. (laughs) Right, right. And you know what? I even watch gay couples, right? And even with a gay couple, even though they're the same sex, even though they're both male, for example, somebody always is the quote unquote male version, and somebody always is the quote-unquote female version. Like one guy is the aggressive salesman, whatever, that's the male version, and then his partner is oftentimes softer, maybe the artistic type, the musician. So again, even in a same-sex relationship, there's balance there. The A complements B and vice versa.
1: Absolutely right. So it's the, way, the only way it works. I mean, we're trying to make a, fit a round peg into a square hole, and we can try all we want. <laughs> and uh, literally, uh, relationships are not working. You know, think about this. Think about the poor men. Men come up to me all the time. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to. I I, I can't fit into her life. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to approach a woman. Am I supposed to approach a woman? You know what? We, men have not changed all that much women have changed quite a bit in the last 30 40 years we talked about women's lip but men still want to be the man and if they can't be the man they feel lost and it's a problem
2: yeah yep another thing i talk about another tenet that i talk about in my book is the concept of the male being needed in the woman's life. Absolutely. I'm not not saying needy because that's a negative term, but needed. So you could be the most drop-dead gorgeous woman there is, but if she doesn't need you, the guy in about a month or two, he'll walk away. Cause he'll feel, feel lost. Like he's a fish out of water. Like what's my purpose here?
1: A man needs to find a place in a woman's life. If she's so busy, if she's an actress and running around that she's at her agents and she's working and she's acting and she's going to classes. I remember meeting a girl years and years ago, she was the most beautiful girl. I fell in love with her. Oh my God. I was so in love with her. But when we made a date, she said, yes, we made a date and I was supposed to call her at about seven o'clock, pick her up at seven thirty. She didn't pick up the phone until eight 30. I said, well, we had a date. Where were you? She says, mm. I was at my agents. I had a dance class. I had this. And she goes, do you still want to go out? Here's the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen in my whole life. And I said, I come in fifth or sixth place in your life, yeah. it's not going to work. And I said, no, thank you. We need to feel important. And if mm-hmm. we can't feel important, it's, it's going to be a very difficult situation. Women, don't be so strong that you don't leave a place in your man, for your man to come in, into your life.
2: Absolutely. And that could be a whole variety of different topics. I mean, don't pick a topic that's not real, But it could be, you know, she's a terrible cook and you're a great cook. Exactly. She's always late and you're always on time, so you help her be on time. Exactly. Maybe one one of you is the social butterfly and the other one is the introvert. I mean, there's a mountain of ways to fill that need. You know, it could be one person is great at the stock market and investing and the other person is a complete dummy. So you bring her up or whatever, you know, it's like there's got to be this hand and glove trade off. Otherwise, you know, I mean, you're a guy, you tell me she could be drop dead gorgeous. And that's initially what brings men to the party is Mm -hmm. her beauty. Mm -hmm. But after a few weeks, after a month, two months, you ain't having it anymore. It's like, what am I doing here?
1: Now, If you listen, there's ways that you can have all the experiences you want with different ladies and have this and have that happen. But uh, I know that's growing very old with a lot of guys. And if they want to have a loving, supportive relationship where as you get a little older, Linda, it can't be about the heat. It can't can't be about even if you're in Buffalo and you have 10 feet of snow. It can't be about the heat as you get a little older. It has to be about finding someone you can get along with, you can share your life with. And believe it or not, that to me, to shift. I remember uh, when I was a, did a seminar one time and a 65-year-old woman came up to me. She was very well-dressed. She was attractive. And she says, you know, I'm looking for a good man. I said, really? What kind of man are you looking for? I'm looking for a hot guy someone who will throw me against the wall. And I said, excuse me, you how old are you?
3: Mm-hmm. you?
1: You have to leave that. I hope you had some of that when you were 18 or 20 or 25 or 30, but when you get into your fifties and sixties, you still want to be thrown against the wall. It's <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's not practical.
2: I hope she has her knee pads on at this juncture. Well, she better. (laughs) Get some of those little uh, elbow guards, you know, like the little uh, skateboarders. The the knee pads. Maybe a crash helmet. (laughs) You were
1: right with the knee pads, I think.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's too funny. All right, my audience, this has been a blast. If you would like to uh, join in on this topic, we're talking to my guest, Bruce Starr. He's the love coach. He's talking about um, his first book. We're going to talk a little bit about the second book when we come back from break. So please join us with your comments or questions, 323-642-1677. 323-642-1677 or right here on the chat line if you're listening live blogtalkradio.com forward slash d t linda gross all right so we will catch you right back after the break
0: hey guys do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching, and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching.
2: Welcome back everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I want to invite you to check out audiobook. That's brand new. It's the science of mastering women, the science of mastering women in in the audio format. So where do you get that? Well you can just type it into into your search bar. One of the platforms is Offsound.com forward slash Linda Gross. That's A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D.com forward slash Linda Gross. It's also found on many, many platforms, Spotify, Apple, um TuneIn, Barnes and noble Walmart. I mean there's too many to count. There's like fifty different platforms that it's on. So that's the audiobook. So check that out. And for the ladies who are listening out there, if you're having trouble finding love, and Valentine's is right around the corner, check out my book for women, Hitched in 90 Ta- Days. Hitched in 90 Days, also found on Amazon, and you can um, uh, attract and meet. And keep the guy of your dreams. That's what this book is about. And I teach women how to be so irresistible that he's got to propose to you within 90 days because he fears he's going to lose you to some other guy. So hitched in 90 days. Check that out. All right. So welcome back. My guest, Bruce, is on with us. Um, let's finish up the topic of the body traders. Um, what are... what? are the best ways to tell these guys on how they should meet quality women? I know a lot of people today are using the online services, having, you know, you know, scattered luck with it. So what do you recommend as to how to find the quality woman?
1: Okay, the best, by far, the best way to do things is to go where kind-hearted people go who want to give back to the world. How do you do that? You volunteer your time. Now, don't volunteer your time someplace where they're going to make you lick envelopes in a back room somewhere. No, (laughs) think about it. Think about being a part of a telethon, someplace where you're going to meet on a town project, a county project, someplace where you could meet dynamic people who are taking a break from their corporations, their presidency, their CEOs, and working on projects for the good of people. Volunteering is by far the best way to meet people and stay away from bars or clubs or run-of-the-mill places where people go without even thinking about it. Because what do you have there? You have people that uh, have given up a lot. They're drinking, they're drugging, and they're not even a, a whole person showing up, mm-hmm. be be someplace where people show up. Sometimes a lady saying, where can I meet someone? I say, do you play golf? And they say, no. Learn, I say, why should I learn how to play golf? Why yeah. are you telling me that? Because there's so many men on a golf course. When I used to play golf years ago, and I could still play, if we would see... <laughs> A cute girl on the golf course. We couldn't even concentrate anymore on our golf game because we wanted to <laughs> meet her. So yeah. you have to be you have to be creative, and you really have to think about things. Before we move on, I love it that you're doing your one-on-one coaching. So so important. I do that too, and it's so important that uh, people realize. That they, if they keep on making the same mistakes, it's just like a corporation, when a corporation's heading down the wrong path, do they invite in a consultant? A consultant who is obviously going to show them something completely different than the way they're doing things. It's the same thing with what you're offering, Linda, same thing what I'm offering. People need to realize that if they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's not going to get them where they want to go. So what's important to you is that cooperation is the most important thing in the world. How about you? How about yourself? How about having love in your life? If love in your life is important, then don't even think twice about investing in a relationship. A, a, a personal consultant. One quick story. Just the other day, someone called me, and they weren't sure why they were calling me. they had been married for fifty years, and I so, felt so bad. Her husband died, and now she wants to start dating again. And I said, "Well, let's do some one-on-one coaching to make sure that you know you don't the wrong things don't happen." Oh no, no, no! I don't need that yet. I, I don't have myself together enough yet. I go online, I look for dates, and I'm having terrible experiences. Duh, that's why I'm suggesting that you need a relationship coach to have as a consultant to lead you to good, positive results, not meeting people online. Listen, I know people have met online. I know that. But too many are are coming online, hurt, beat up, given up, and that's what they bring with them. They bring an empire with them to the table. And so people need to realize, be open to coaching because it's not a weakness on your part. It's a strength to realize that you need a consultant to help you with the most important thing in your life, having love in your life again.
2: And oftentimes the recipient, they don't know what they don't know.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it sounds so obvious
2: to us because we've got the bird's eye view. We're flying overhead. And we can pick apart because we're a third person. We're objective. We're not invested in their life, you know, in that way. And we can see, oh, okay, so these three things you're doing pretty well. But how about these other seven things? Let's, you know, brush them off and Start over, hit the reset button, because these things are holding you back, and you're not moving along as well as you could be, you know. So people don't don't understand what it is they don't know and what they're exactly. doing wrong, and that's where we come in.
1: Such a powerful <laughs> statement is that they don't know what they don't know. So I said, well, why don't you save yourself months, a years of trials and tribulations and difficulties and frustration because the more frustration you have online, the quicker you're going to give up. And you can say the heck with it. This love stuff doesn't work. That's not true at all. Love and- going after love the wrong way doesn't
2: work. And you know what? You walk into that room and the recipients, they smell that fear. Or they get turned off by a certain mannerism or behavior yep. that you're doing. Yep. And then you don't get another, you don't get a second chance after nope. that. Nope. I mean, they don't know you from Adam. So why should they give you a second chance? Mm-hmm. So very, very few people get a second chance. Maybe if somebody, a third person intervenes, maybe. Why, you know, turn yourself off like that when you can actually light up the room and, and have it go in your favor?
1: You have to come with your A game. You can't wait until you meet someone to think, oh, I better put my A game together. No, you should be (laughs) working on yourself now. You should be thinking about what's right, what doesn't work. And that's what you need to prepare for so that when you do meet someone, that's why the biggest thing about let me coach you while you're not dating anyone. Because when you start dating someone, I'll get you to a better place so that you have a better chance of getting a second and third date. And once you're on those second and third dates, we can talk about the things that you say, that you don't say, that will help uh, you you have better chance. So one of the things I'm gonna give a really huge uh, thing that uh, I'm gonna suggest to your listeners, because I know people do this a lot and I did it, and it's just, I'm gonna save your listeners a, a way of getting rejected. Don't share your feelings so quickly on in a relationship don't do it let people wonder about you let there be a little mystery let there be a little wonder and don't be so quick to share feelings because when you share things too quickly it puts the other person out of their heart where they were and into their heads wondering is this person okay am I going to make it with this person <laughs> uh, are, do they smell okay Are they going to taste okay? Are they going to put my kids through college? It's when you start sharing too soon, things don't go well.
2: I don't, I I think you've read my book from years ago, but anyway, I do have that in in my book. So it's interesting that you say that. So, you know, the the old line that women always say, oh, I want a sensitive man. So I tell the guys, they don't want a sensitive man or they don't want it today they don't want it right so i said withhold that sensitivity and like you're saying withhold your feelings to a certain extent until 90 days 90 days then you can Unload whatever you want to unload, but if you do it too fast, too quickly, it's too overwhelming to the recipient. They don't know what to make of it, Um, and oftentimes the whole thing goes sour because they pick apart. You've you've shared something very vulnerable, but they pick that apart as a weakness. Now after the ninety days after you've already established that you're a confident man, then it's okay. Cause yes. they know, Hmm, Bruce is sharing something intimate with me, but I know deep down, he's still a confident man. And if the house burns down, he'll get us out of the house. So yes. you got to get that part, that biology part down pat first before you start revealing too much.
1: And that 90 day thing works for so many different reasons But I'm going to say something, you know, when I was younger, there was no way I could wait 90 days. There was no way I could wait nine days to be <laughs> someone if I, if I was attracted to them. I was just, it wasn't good that I yeah. wanted to get intimate too quickly. And it's my Aries nature, whatever that means. It's just a little bit too too fast. But what I learned was that if I did get intimate too fast, and if I didn't take the time to really solidify my relationship with them. If I didn't like something about them, if I didn't like that their ear was a little funny or their nose was a little funny or a finger was a little funny, I could walk away too easily. But if I waited 60, 90 days to be with someone before we had intimacy, the bond that we created between us, I, I wasn't... I wouldn't be interested in walking away if I saw an imperfection because it was just a little imperfection. But if, right. it was, if I got too intimate too early with someone and I caught something that I didn't like, it was way too easy for me to move on from somebody.
2: Absolutely true. I want to get back to the volunteering for just a moment. I love that idea. So say, for example, there's a hurricane in Florida and, you know, there are different organizations perhaps that that get together for relief, you know, maybe they're providing first aid or toiletries or blankets or towels or whatever it is, you know, that's an opportunity for you to serve your community and volunteer. And there are thousands of other people that are doing the same thing. You know, that person has a heart because they're taking their spare weekend and they're devoting an hour or two hours, whatever it is to this special event. To help their community, or it could be maybe you know Thanksgiving. Maybe they're serving at the local soup kitchen or what have you, and volunteering an hour or two there. So I really like that idea because the person is coming from you know a generous heart, and that's the person that you know you you want to meet, not just on looks, you know.
1: Absolutely, I love what you said. You know the hurricane thing. You know, we had a two or three hurricanes here this year down yeah. in Florida, and what a great thing to to volunteer to. We we did ever what we did whatever we could to get clothing, to get food stuffs, and and sent it on. But that's one thing. But it's another thing that you said working in a food kitchen, working to help the homeless eat a hot meal, and the people that you, you, there might be ten, fifteen, twenty people working behind the counter serving Mm -hmm. those people and cleaning up after them, you meet some great, great people doing things like that. Absolutely. That's a great idea.
2: Yeah. And and you could pick you know any number of topics pick a topic that is near and dear to your heart maybe yes. you're an animal lover yes. and you want to you know volunteer at the shelter or maybe there's a pet giveaway at the local pet food store or something like that and they need more coordinators you know to, to manage you know the pets and the customers and all that kind of stuff or maybe uh, there's, a, there's an art festival going on you know in the summer in your town or whatever again they. These people need all kinds of volunteers to set up the booths, set up the tables, put out the pamphlets, the brochures, hang up the artwork, like whatever it is. You know, I mean, pick something that is of interest to you, and you're doing it because you like the topic. Not necessarily that you're going to meet somebody, but when you really enjoy what it is you do, what you you're doing um, – it comes back to you and people will gravitate to you. Much like I said, you know, finding your passion and working that one hour a week or or if you can, if you have the time, work it one hour a day for goodness sake because that passion will shine through. It gets you past being an introvert. It gets you past being shy because even if you're shy, you can talk about, you know, what a great animal lover you, you are or what, a, you know, how you like the arts and you want to support them and you don't want it to die or like whatever the thing is, make, it's a great icebreaker to talk about something other than you.
3: Absolutely. People who are
2: shy, guess guess what? The, and believe me, I was a shy person until I was 30 years old. I was so shy. My teachers didn't even think I spoke English. I was so, so shy. So wow. here's the problem with being shy is guess who you're thinking about 24-7, yourself. yourself. <laughs> So I got so sick and tired of being shy, I decided to go on the other extreme because people have a massive fear of fear of speaking, right? So I joined a networking group where I had to get up every single week and talk about my product or service for like five minutes straight, no script, no nothing, it had to be a different speech every week about my product or service, I was selling uh, mortgages back then, mm-hmm. and... I had about a year of that, and that broke me of my shyness
3: because it oh,
2: made it about them. Yes, I was selling a product or service, but if i I didn't know that I was doing it right, my speech i didn't know I was doing it right, unless people started to buy from me, unless people started to refer me, unless people started to say, Hey, I know Linda, she's a great mortgage broker. you should go to her." Then I knew, it was only at that moment that I knew I was getting my message across because I was connecting with people. So that's what I have to say to you, shy people. I was there myself. You can break your habit of that. Absolutely. Make it about about the other person. Look at me now. I can't stop talking.
1: Ah, so there's (laughs) one other great, great thing about volunteering. I remember when I lived out in L.A., and I used to host a show called Star Talk. This show was heard to seen in over 3 million households, not that everybody was watching, but it was seen in 3 million households across Mm. the greater L.A. area. And I used to look around, and there'd be six or eight technicians behind the cameras, somebody behind them, the directors, and I said, "Uh, are are these people getting paid? They said, no, they're not. They're, They're interns. They're volunteers. I said, how terrific. What a smart idea that is. Work someplace for a while, get practical experience volunteering. You might meet somebody, but even if you get practice ex- practical experience behind a camera, then when you go looking for a job at a studio, at a TV studio, you can say you did it. You had practical experience. Volunteering is just the best.
2: Right. And today what I hear from CEOs is, you know, with the advent of student loans, they're so easily available, unfortunately, with a super high cost that a lot of these kids can't even repay their student loans. But that's a whole other issue. But anyway, with the advent of the explosion of student loans, too many people are qualified on paper. So the CEOs are looking for something. Uh, you know, what's your practical experience? And they look at that part of the res- uh, resume very clearly and because that's got to set you apart from everybody else the the other 200 applicants who are also well qualified on paper with this degree and that degree so even if you say I interned this or I interned that or I volunteered this or volunteered that it's still very relevant they look at that they place a lot of uh, focus on that part of the resume so don't uh, good point Bruce don't don't discount that it's very valuable today
1: Absolutely. And if anybody wants to contact me, I know the, the my email will be down below the show. But I want to give it out just in case people are listening. Yeah. Love Coach L U V L U V Coach One at Gmail dot com. And the uh, my website is theopenheartmovement.com. dot com. The Open Heart Movement. And if you go there, you'll find so much information, lots of videos about. Uh, just about anything that you need to know that that website's been around so long. It's got an overabundance of information on there.
2: I love that. And talk for a minute about your second book. Your second book was called her teen love coach. And it was written um, when you fell in love, right? And you, you kind of used that experience to teach teenagers, You know, you're coaching them in that direction from your experience. Say a little bit, a few words about that.
1: So the reason I started writing the book was uh, I was doing some teaching in middle school and some high school. And I felt bad that uh, I looked at these kids. Just uh, you and I and uh, people that that grew up 30, 40, 50 years ago, we had two parents at home. Remember, we talked about this breakup of the family unit. Very subtly, we talked about it about a half hour ago. Well, here we are. They've broken up our family unit. Uh, The the father is so rarely uh, within that family. And that means that if the father's not there, what does the mother have to do? She's got to work two or three jobs just to pay the rent and to pay the bills. So where does that leave her daughter, her son? Where are they supposed to grow up and get the guidance and the counseling that the parents gave us before? They don't have it. So this book is a manual. It's a manual for young people, especially young teenage girls, to not make mistakes, to get guidance, to get counseling from a magical person so that they don't make the kinds of mistakes that will prevent them From being able to realize a real loving relationship as an adult because again if you get your heart broken because you're doing the wrong things being with the wrong people for the wrong reasons because they're the captain of the football team they're the the basketball star they're the head of the cheerleaders and that's why you're with them I mean okay I mean some people meet and 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 they stay together forever for those reasons but it, it should be deeper reasons as well so it teaches how this book, Her Teen Love Coach, is about a mystical character that helps a teenage, teenager all through her teenage years from 13 to 18 not make typical mistakes that young teens make that breaks their heart, and then they walk into adulthood with broken hearts. So this book is an invaluable manual for any teenager I would suggest it for anyone and you can also find that at the Amazon under books under Bruce Starr. you'll see her teen love coach as well
2: awesome and for my audience I will be posting all those links at the end of the show um, yeah absolutely So so such, such important stuff. And you know what? If you came from a single parent household or a broken household or you really didn't get the training that you needed, you know, like Bruce was saying back in our day, it was usually the dad that taught the teenagers this kind of stuff, you know, what direction to go, how to pick a mate, et cetera, et cetera. And since dads have been devalued and made irrelevant these days, you know, so few. Teenagers have that at their fingertips. So I would say as a 20-year-old or even younger, if you can afford it, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody that you look up to that has been through these trials and tribulations and learn from that person. Maybe you can't learn from your parent or from your dad but learn from somebody whom you respect. Maybe it's a teacher at school. Maybe it's the sports figure at school or something, the sports coach or whoever it is. There are plenty of people out there that have figured it out, have turned their lives around. Um, Get a mentor. (laughs) Get someone to look up to because, you know, where else are you learning this stuff from? TikTok? I Right.
1: Exactly. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. And we all know who owns TikTok, right? Yeah. Not go into it now. Another way to break up the family unit is those kids are learning on TikTok and they're learning the wrong things and they'll deny it up and down, up and down, up and down, including my own daughter.
2: Uh. I'm telling you, and they teach our kids such negative stuff that they don't even have those same programs in China. No. You know, they don't they're know not
1: the, no they, they don't. those
2: those shows or those programs are blocked in China, but they're certainly not blocked here. There's definitely <laughs> an agenda that's going on with that as well. So uh, we have yeah. to
1: fight back. If we don't fight back, <laughs> we're gonna get overrun with negativity and broken families and broken hearts. We have to fight back. We we have to learn common sense and learn how to do things the right way. Gotcha.
2: Any closing thoughts before we close out the show, Bruce? Well,
1: I just hope that uh, people realize from listening to Linda time after time and hearing me today that we all need assistance. It's very hard to do anything yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I do things is uh, last week I had 80 people at a, uh, at a singles, a spirit dating circle. A, a, a dating circle 80 people there were you know almost uh, equal numbers of men and women what a great way to meet someone at a speed dating circle i mean some people know what that is and some people don't and i realized that there was so much there was so much information uh, given out to each other that uh the you have to get in front of people and the best one another great way to do that is with on a speed date. And I really want to thank you so much for uh, asking me to be on the show. This was spectacular.
2: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And you know what? I, I saw that recently on your page, the speed dating. And I thought of I've opened up a new division of my company, which is business coaching now. I've been life coaching since 2007, and now I am helping CEOs and entrepreneurs solve their business problems and or scale their businesses. And when I saw that post that you did, I thought, what a great idea to use the same concept except with business people. That that person, one, does a 30-second pitch on their company's product or service and person. Number two, does a pitch on their product or service, and then, you know, you have, I don't know, three minutes together, five minutes together, whatever it is to discuss further, and then you go on to the next table. Exactly So right. I thought that would be a great idea for the for business, you know, for the business world.
1: I think after this show, Linda, let's yeah. get on the phone with each other. And find out ways that we can help people together. Because, you know, even though I'm on the other coast, it's still a $300 airfare at times. And there's no reason why we couldn't do a whole weekend of exciting things where people can pay a fair, decent amount of money and they can meet great people, hear from you, hear from me. I would love to talk more with you about that.
2: That sounds great to me, and my husband's family lives in Florida, lives, I think, a little north of you in Vero Beach, so, Pretty yeah, we can, we can make that happen.
1: We Good. totally can make Definitely that happen. That's we'll speak
2: next week after the show. Sounds great. Again, thank you so much for being on our show today, and my listeners, please check out his books. He's coming to you just in time for Valentine's Day, Body Traders, Transforming uh, back from player to lover and then his other book that he talked about just a minute ago her teen love coach right both of those yeah. books you can catch them on amazon and i'll post those links for you as well as his website which is the openheartmovement.com bruce yes. Starr,
1: yes ma'am thanks, Thank, thanks again thanks.
2: Thank you again. All right, we're going to close out the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please tell your friends and family to share this show. Write me with any questions or topics or guests that you want want me to interview, and I'm here to listen. All right, we'll catch you next time on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now.